0: Hare Krishna and we are back with Krishna, the Reservoir of Pleasure by His Divine Grace Srila AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, page number 18, second chapter, entitled Krishna, the Supreme Lovable Object, okay. Bhakti means devotional service. Every service has some attractive feature that drives the servitor progressively, on and on. Every one of us within this world is perpetually engaged in some sort of service, and the impetus for such service is the pleasure we derive from it. Driven by affection for his wife and children, a family man works day and night, a philanthropist works in the same way for love of the greater family, and a nationalist for the cause of his country and countrymen. That force which drives the philanthropist, the householder and the nationalist is called rasa, or a kind of mellow relationship, whose taste is very sweet. Bhakti Rasa is a mellow different from the ordinary Rasa enjoyed by mundane workers mm-hmm. yes. Mundane workers labor very hard day and night in order to relish a certain, certain kind of Rasa that is understood as sense gratification The relish or taste of the mundane rasa does not long endure and therefore mundane workers are always apt to change their position of enjoyment a businessman is not satisfied by working the whole week therefore wanting a change for the weekend he goes to a place where he tries to forget his business activities then after the weekend is spent in forgetfulness he again changes his position and resumes his actual business activities. Material engagement means accepting a particular status for some time and then changing it. This position of changing back and forth is technically known as bhoga-tiaga, which means a position of alternating sense enjoyment and renunciation. A living entity cannot steadily remain either in sense enjoyment or in renunciation. Change is going on perpetually, and we cannot be happy in either state because of our eternal constitutional position of being eternal, fragmental parts of the Supreme Lord. Sense gratification does not endure for long, and it is therefore called Chapala Sukha. Or flickering happiness. For example, an ordinary family man who works very hard day and night and is successful in giving comfort to the family members of his family, therefore relishes a kind of mellow. But his whole advancement of material happiness immediately terminates along with his body as soon as his life is over. Death death is therefore taken as the representative of God for the atheistic class of men. The devotee realizes the presence of God by devotional service, whereas the atheist realizes the presence of God in the shape of death. At death everything is finished and one has to begin a new chapter of life, in a new situation, perhaps higher. Or lower than the last one. In any field of activity, political, social, national or international, the result of our actions will be finished with the end of life. That is sure. Mm-hmm. Bhakti rasa, however, The mellow, relished in the transcendental loving service of the Lord does not finish with the end of life. It continues, perpetually, and is therefore called Amrita – that which does not die, but exists eternally. That is confirmed in all Vedic literatures. The Bhagavad Gita says that a little advancement in Bhakti-rasa can save the devotee from the greatest danger that of missing the opportunity for human life. The Rasas derived from our feelings in social life in family life or in the greater family life of altruism, philanthropy, nationalism, socialism, communism, etc. do not guarantee that One's next life will be as a human being. We prepare our next life by actual activities in the present life. A living entity is offered a particular type of body as a result of his actions in the present body. The basic principle of the living condition is that we have a general propensity to love someone. No one can live without loving someone else. This propensity is present in every living being. Even an animal like a tiger has this loving propensity, at least in a dormant stage, and it is certainly present in the human beings. The missing point, however, is where to repose our love so that everyone can become happy. At the present moment, the human society teaches one to love his country or family or his personal self, but there's no information where to repose the loving propensity so that everyone can become happy. The missing point is Krishna and the process of devotional service teaches us how to stimulate our original love for Krishna and how to be situated in that position where we can enjoy our blissful life. In the primary stage, a child loves his parents then his brothers and sisters, and as he daily grows up, he begins to love his family, society, community, country, nation, or even the whole human society. But the loving propensity is not satisfied even by loving all human society. That loving propensity remains imperfectly fulfilled until we know who is the Supreme Beloved. Our love can be fully satisfied only when it is reposed in Krishna. This theme is the sum and substance of the science of Krishna consciousness, which teaches us how to love Krishna in five devotional transcendental mellows. Our loving propensity expands just as a vibration of light or air expands, but we do not know where it ends. Bhakti-yoga teaches us the science of loving every one of the living entities perfectly by the easy method of loving Krishna. We have failed to create peace and harmony. In human society, even by such great attempts as the United Nations, because we do not know the right method. The method is very simple, but one has to understand it with a cool head. Cool head. Very important. Very important, isn't it? Bhakti Yoga teaches all men how to perform the simple and natural method of loving Krishna the Supreme Personality of Godhead, if we learn how to love Krishna. Then it is very easy to immediately and simultaneously love every living being. It is like pouring water on the root of a tree or supplying food to one's stomach. The method of pouring water on the root of a tree or supplying food to the stomach is universally scientific and practical, as every one of us has experienced. Everyone knows well that when we eat something or, in other words, when we put food in the stomach, the energy created by such action is immediately distributed throughout the whole body. Similarly, when we pour water on the root of a tree, the energy thus created is immediately distributed throughout the entirety of even the largest tree. It is not possible to water the tree part by part, nor is it possible to feed the different parts of the body separately. Bhakti Yoga teaches us how to turn the one switch that will immediately brighten everything everywhere one who does not know this method is missing the point of life. As far as material necessities are concerned, the human civilization at the present moment is very much advanced in living comfortably. But still we are not happy because we are missing the point. The material comforts of life alone are not sufficient to make us happy, the vivid example is America, the richest nation of the world, having all facilities for material comfort, is producing a class of men completely confused and frustrated, frustrated in life. I am appealing herewith to such confused men to learn the art of bhakti yoga, devotional service, and I am sure that the fire of material existence burning within their hearts will be immediately extinguished. The root cause of our dissatisfaction is that our dormant, loving propensity has not been fulfilled despite our great advancement in the materialistic way of life. This transcendental science will give us practical hints how we can live in this material world perfectly engaged in devotional service and thus fulfill all our desires in this life and the next. This knowledge is not presented to condemn any way of materialistic life. Ha <laughs> ha! Look at that! Exactly! <laughs> I'm just, I've heard so much from people. <laughs> but the attempt is to give information to religionists, philosophers and people in general how to love Krishna. One may live without any material discomfiture, but at the same time, one should learn the art of loving Krishna. At the present moment, we are inventing so many ways to utilize our propensity to love But factually, we are missing the real point – Krishna. We are watering all parts of the tree, but missing the tree's root. We are trying to keep our body fit by all means, but we are neglecting to supply food to the stomach. Missing Krishna means missing oneself also. Real self-satisfaction and realization of Krishna go together simultaneously. For example, seeing oneself in the morning means seeing the sunrise also. Without seeing the sunshine, no one can see himself. Similarly, unless one has realized Krishna, there's no question of self-realization. Lord Shri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was Krishna himself, appeared in 1486 in Bengal and gave us the process for attaining pure love of God in this age. Simply by constantly chanting and hearing the transcendental sound vibration Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, one can achieve the desired goal of life. We invite all people. Of all colours, of all creeds, and of all walks of life, to come and join us in chanting this Hare Krishna Mahamantra and experience its transcendental potency. Anyone of any religion who takes up this process of God realization Krishna consciousness will develop his love of God and thereby perfect his life. Haribo! Wow, this is just perfect. We completed second chapter. Tomorrow, oh, tomorrow we're going to read the last chapter called The Perfect Person. And after that, we will read uh one more like it's a, it's an essay which used to be in the first edition of Krishna the reservoir of pleasure, and you'll find out later on. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in today. Oh, I just really love this essay. Okay, so the link to this book is in the description. And we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna.